Hi there, this is Alan Archer. I'm the Director of Supply Chain for Houston Healthcare down in Warner Robins, Georgia. Here to give you part two of a little mini-series that we're doing on contracting. Um, last time we talked about what it takes to really set up a contracting process. This time I'm going to give you five terms and conditions that you really need to look at um, and really talk with your attorney about what that works best for your organization um, so that you can go out and write the contracts you need so that your clinicians have the products they need to take care of your patient. So really the first thing we're going to talk about is the contract term. This is really simple. This is how long is the agreement um, or commitment to the supplier. Um, what you want to make sure with this is that that term is defined. We want to make sure that we know is it for 12 months, 24 months, is it five years, is it seven years, but really make sure that you know what it is going into the agreement so that you don't get stuck in something long term um, and that really ties your hands from doing what you need to do. Um, one thing that as you're talking about terms you want to make sure that you watch out for those automatic renewals. They might put language in that says um, this agreement shall be renewed for successive terms unless terminated by either party. So that really kind of gives an open-ended statement and that may work for your organization, it may not. Just want to make sure again you consult with your attorney and determine what works best and then go forth and write that contract. The second thing if we're talking about term, let's talk about termination. How do we get out of the contract? Do we have the ability to terminate that contract for calls? Um, do we have the ability to um, terminate that contract for convenience? Um, just make sure that as you're writing these though that you understand while we would like to have the ability to get out of that contract at any time if we need to. Make sure you understand that the supplier also has the right sometimes to terminate that agreement upon 60 days notice. And they may come in and say, you know what, we're going to terminate this agreement because we need to raise your prices. So as you write those agreements, make sure that they're, they're fair, but make sure that you understand that they can get out of an agreement as well. You always 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 want to have a termination for calls in there so that if someone breaks the contract if they fail to send you what they you've ordered or they fail to perform in a way that helps meet your needs that you have the ability to get out of that contract um, usually allows them um, a time period to cure that breach um, but you want to make sure that you have the ability to get out if they don't do what they're supposed to do what we call that usually is failure to perform um, that language protects you should the supplier be unable to provide those products or unable to provide that service for your equipment. If you're talking about a service agreement. And it really, it's important because we as providers must rely on the availability of our product and also the pricing of our products um, to make sure that we can do what we do. Um, we need to make sure that those suppliers give you some kind of financial guarantee of their obligation. Um, and understand that moving away from a supplier is challenging. It takes time, it takes money. So you want to make sure that when you write those contracts, you have the ability uh, to protect yourself as you move forward. The next thing we're going to talk about real quick is pricing. Um, this is usually why we write contracts, is to make sure we lock that price in for as long as possible. And really, the ideal state here is to lock that pricing for the term of the agreement. Make sure that you say, you know what, I want this price now and we're going to give you 24 months uh, commitment, we're going to lock that price for the whole way. Um, sometimes that doesn't work so they're going to ask you for increases. What you want to make sure you do is that you lock those increases into maybe one a year um, and you want to make sure that those contracts are either the lesser of a rise in consumer product index or 3% or whichever is less. 
Um, one quick tip to give you uh, some protection, beware of any pricing that says that this is a discount off of list. Discounts off of list can get you in trouble because the supplier may change that price book or that price list every six months. And so while you think you've got a standard price for the length of the term, you may end up with only a price that's good for however long it is between they're changing their price books. So what you want to make sure that your price list should include both the list price and the net contract price that you're going to pay and you want to lock that net contract price. That'll keep you protected through the term. As we're talking about money, let's talk about invoicing and payment terms. Um, make sure that you understand whether it's a net 30 or a net 15. Some of our distributors like to have those net 15 so they keep cash moving. Make sure before you agree to any invoicing terms that your financial staff can handle those kind of turnarounds. Don't agree to a net five when everybody's AP needs at least 15 days to turn an invoice around. So make sure that you don't get yourself in trouble by just skipping over the invoice section. Another quick tip for you is to make sure that those invoices um, have the information that you need on them. Um, and this is really specific for like those physician preference items, those implants or those bill onlys. Make sure that that invoice includes the patient name or at least the, the account number for the patient. Uh, make sure it has the physician information on it so that you can go back and track that at a later date. Talking about another category, if you're looking at your copier lease invoices, you want to make sure that, that invoice tells you the serial number of the unit that it's covering, also a location if you can, and then service or lease date so that you know just how long um, your contract for that particular uh, piece of equipment is valid for. Um, make sure that you don't accept any language that places limits on the supplier's liability or imposes excessive late fees for late payments. Those are just some things that will keep you out of trouble. Finally, the last term that I want to talk about is confidentiality. We're seeing this more and more as suppliers put language in that says that the terms of this agreement cannot be shared with anyone outside of your organization. Now, on the surface, that's a very fair and valuable request, but understand that that language can preclude you from doing things like sharing that information with your non-employed physicians, sharing that information with consultants that come in to help you run your business. Um, it limits your ability to use benchmarking services. Or even in some cases, we've had suppliers who have limited our ability to share our spend data with our group purchasing organizations. And that hurts us because we have no way of tracking our fees and our rebates or our spend. And so you want to make sure, like in all things, that your confidentiality language allows you to do what you need to do with the data that you own. And so understand that the way contracts are written can really get you in trouble, can lead you to lawsuits on this particular, this particular term more than anything else because the suppliers want to protect that pricing, they want to protect their data, and you need to make sure that you can do what you need to do. So again, just to wrap up, you want to make sure that you work with your counsel, make sure, whether they're internal or external, to determine what works best for your organization. You then need to define those terms and conditions and then work to standardize them into your contracts whenever possible. Ultimately, make sure that any document that you do is written in a way that lets you do what you need to do to manage your business. Remember that a solid contracting process with predefined terms and checklists allow you to write those agreements 
that will protect your organizations while still allowing you to provide the services and products you need so that your caregivers can take care of their communities. Thank you, and again, it's been a great day, and please uh, feel free to reach out and look for more podcasts from ARM. Thank you.